This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which is recorded live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Radio Show is being brought to you by The Barbecue Guru, the original creators of automatic temperature control devices, now offering four different models for you to choose from. Rest easy knowing that The Barbecue Guru is controlling your temperature so you can get on with your life. Visit bbqguru.com or call 800-288-GURU for more information. And by Fred's Music and Tasty Licks BBQ Supply, your online barbecue and grilling superstore. From cookers to grills, wood chips and chunks, and everything in between, also be sure to try the Tasty Licks barbecue brand of rubs and sauces. Check Fred out online at tastylicksbbq.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Located in beautiful Willoughby, Ohio, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is a family-owned and operated business looking to service the great folks of the barbecue and grilling world. Get free shipping and big discounts by mentioning my name and the term Barbecue Brother. Check out their inventory by visiting stephendefranco.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, with 30 years of experience in retail, wholesale, meat markets, food service, and customer service. Using that experience, everything they do and sell at Butcher's Barbecue comes from real-world knowledge. Check out their award-winning spices, sauces, marinades, and injections by visiting ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. And by Green Mountain Grills. Discover something you'll really, really love, grilling with pellets. Green Mountain Pellet Grills are the top of the line, best of the best, but not the highest in price. And be sure to check out all of their flavor rubs, sauces, and pellets for the Green Mountain Grill all on their website. Visit GreenMountainGrills.com to peruse the entire product's portfolio. And buy Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets. Two-thirds oak, one-third flavor wood, giving you that perfect combination of BTU burn and sweet, succulent smoke you're looking to get all over your meat. A wide variety of flavors, so please go to the website to check it out and get yours today. Barbecuer's Delight, which is bbqrsdelight.com. Hi, this is Greg Rempe, host of the Barbecue Central Radio Show. And you are listening to BCRN, all barbecue and grilling all the time. Forget going from site to site to get all your barbecue and grilling supplies and make your first and final stop at fredsmusicandbarbecue.com. In the market for a new barbecue So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Hello. All right, good evening and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. I totally forgot what I usually say here. 
uh, Ohio. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. Whoa, watch it. Uh, two ways you can touch with the show if you want to do it tonight. 877 You can also email the show if you want to. Greg at the BBQ Central Show dot com. 877 Those are your bits of contact information. Everything else can be found at the website, the BBQ Central Show dot com. Uh, look, if you went ahead and got the newsletter uh-oh that's kind of not who we're having on the show look something's happened scheduling conflicts national television appearances on some pretty big things come up and all of a sudden uh you're forced to to uh, not uh, backfill as quickly as possible but uh call an audible at the line of scrimmage and fill in with uh some great guess as well and that's what we're doing tonight so coming up in about 12 minutes from now uh, Bubba Q Bubba Latimer uh, will be joining me we'll talk about his win in Calhoun Georgia this past weekend also about the uh, barbecue restaurant business in general Uh, we'll also go over the pit barrel cooker that I received in the mail on Saturday evening so we'll get a haven't cooked on it yet so we'll go ahead and uh, get an express look right at it right here in the studios and see what it looks like, see, show you what it comes with, all that great stuff, actual physical what-it-looks-like type stuff, uh, very exciting. Uh, then in the second hour, King of the Smokers Roundtable, Pigskin Barbecue, Tippy Canoe Barbecue Crew, and uh, uh, Big T's Q Crew will be joining me for a roundtable for the upcoming King of the Smokers competition that will be this Saturday in La Quinta, California. And then rounding out the show uh, was going to be George Shore. We've had to reschedule for next week. Tables are going to get turned on me. I'm going to be the interviewee, and uh, there's going to be my wife and a couple of our friends interviewing me. Sorry. Guys, hot friends. There you go. All right, we're going to try out something new tonight just for fun. Bob, you ready? All right, we're going to go make a drink. Let me turn on my microphone here. Make sure everybody can uh, still hear me. Okay, here we go. So I thought, you know, oh, let me go ahead and do this uh, real quick so my helper can actually see what we're doing here. All right, so here's what we're going to do. I thought, why not go ahead and make a martini, right? Now, some people, even in this house, might say that uh, this is, oh, terrible. Help me out. What? Good Lord. I should just do this myself. Get better. Um, now, in my view, martini can only be made with gin. So that's what we're going to do tonight. So, let's do this. Let's go ahead into the freezer, get the gin. Boom. And another very critical component, or two very critical components, are going to be your uh, green olives, uh, which I like. And you got to have uh, dry vermouth. Some people would tell you that a, a true dry martini uh, is no vermouth at all, but I don't believe that at all. All right. Also, got to have the steel shaker, which we will not shake with. 
I'll show you what we're going to do with that here. So uh, let's go ahead and grab some ice. I'll go ahead and pretty much fill it right up here. Voila, making a cocktail. And then, so we got it pretty much filled up. And then uh, just a little bit of this vermouth here, maybe an ounce or so. We'll put the top on. Now, very important. Many uh, mixologists have told me that the proper amount of vermouth is what freezes onto the ice. So we're rolling it around. Now we'll actually strain it out. So whatever is coming out, we don't need anyway. So we're good there. So whatever we want is now on the ice. The proper amount is now on the ice. And then we go with a uh, what I call a bubble five. And this is what we'll do. Here we go. Ready? Bubble. One, two, three, four, five. Boom. There we go. I'll take the top off. And we'll go ahead and put our vermouth and gin away. I like to keep my gin in the freezer. That way we know it's ice cold. And then we'll grab a nicely iced martini glass. We'll grab a toothpick. And hopefully, there we go. Uh, I like two olives for me, personally. Now, a lot of you would be tempted to shake when you're using high-end gin. Mixologists have told me, top men in mixology have told me, you want to swirl or stir. You never want to shake because that can bruise your gin. We don't want to bruise our gin. Never want to do that. All right, so I like to swirl it around enough to where the uh, cup gets a nice little frosty mark. Let's take a look here. There you go. You can see the frost building right there. So now we're perfect. We'll go ahead and do a nice little strain job into the glass. Oh, look at that. There it is. Boom. Perfect. Give it a little taste. Let's head back and finish up the open. Oh my, that is delightful. All right, and we'll uh, go ahead and main screen up. Uh, there we go, gang. Uh, that's what we call a gin martini. Oh boy, that was fun and exciting. Uh, by the way, if you didn't notice, yes, I do have um, what they call a, a wireless microphone. You can see, uh, you can see it right here. Yeah. So now I can kind of walk around. Uh, that's how we're going to be able to show you the pit barrel cooker as well. Uh, drive for five thousand recap. Remember, uh, December twenty third, right? December twenty third. We have up until to raise five thousand dollars for me to potentially look like this guy. <laughs> I'll do the hair. I'll do the goatee, as you can see. Um, I obviously have the goatee going already here, nicely shaved in. It's two weeks to the day, believe it or not. Uh, so we're very excited about that. Uh, current total, $2,440. So we're just about halfway there. So let's go. How can you contribute? Glad you asked. You use the official PayPal address, which is 
Uh, Greg at the BBQ Central Show dot com. Greg at the BBQ Central Show dot com. And uh, I will obviously give you a thank you, let you know that I've gotten your emails, all that great stuff uh, and the donations. And we're really looking to get to that $5,000 mark. Now, uh, some people, I don't want to say they discounted the fact, but just so we have proofs, here's the $1,000 check from Doug Caston of Smokers Purgatory making his way to Scotty Johnson as we speak for the Corliss Johnson Memorial Fund. So thanks to Doug for that. And again, he gets a $1,000 Stephen DeFranco watch uh, at value as well. So nice little little kickback for the first donation with a comma in it. Again, the PayPal address for the drive for $5,000, which will benefit CancerSuckChicago.com. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. If you could, somebody link that up in the instant chat so people can make their PayPal donations uh, that way. Uh, lots of stuff to give away tonight. We've got another bottle of Killer Hogs barbecue sauce. we got some meat rakes to give away. We also have a, a Barbecuer's Delight thing to give away. Man, it is going on and on to the break of Don. I don't know who Don is. But by golly, we'll find this, Don. All right. Let me get ready for Bubba. You know, uh, Christmas is coming up. Maybe you didn't know that. You know, there's a guy that I know and a guy that you know, we both know. Stephen DeFranco from Stephen DeFranco Jewelers in Willoughby, Ohio. Look, I have it on good authority that ladies love... A nice pair of studs. Yeah, I'm not talking about me and Big Mister. I'm talking about diamond earring studs. They hang right from the ears. It's like the little black dress of jewelry, if you know what I'm saying. And Stephen DeFranco is absolutely loaded with them, and the prices are phenomenal. Here's what you need to do. Go to the website. StephenDeFranco.com. That's StephenDeFranco.com. Once you find the studs that you like, especially if you're out of town, lob them a phone call, please. 440-943-2700. That's 440-943-2700. Ask to talk to Steve directly. Tell him you found the pair of diamond studs that you like, or maybe you like, you know, maybe you're looking for a necklace, maybe you're looking for a watch, you name it, whatever. But once you find what it is that you're looking for, you go ahead, you give him that phone call, 440-943-2700. You ask for Steve, then watch him hook you up. Guidance, price, free shipping as always. Things are phenomenal, and they're going right out as quick as hotcakes. As quickly as he's getting these watches and these diamonds and these necklaces, they're turning right back out and going onto the street. Not in a, I just stole some jewelry from Stephen DeFranco way. But because the quality is there, because the knowledge is there. And gang, did I mention the fact that these prices are spectacular? Absolutely. And deal with a guy who's promoting and supporting this show. What do I always say? Want to help the show? Support the sponsors. You're thinking about making a jewelry purchase for somebody special in your life or for yourself this Christmas. Give top priority looking. Just looking. That's all I'm asking. To Stephen DeFranco. 440-943-943. 2700. That's 440-943-2700. Or you can look uh, online, stephendefranco.com. That's Stephen DeFranco. A, a barbecue and grilling guy, a gun guy, but a guy who supports the show, so I support Steve. All right, we'll back out real quick, and then we will be ready for Bubba Latimer 
You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Networks. Casting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Open Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style. We are back, 440, no, uh, 877-448-0433, greg at com. That's the way to get in touch with the show. Why the hell did that come through my damn speakers? Damn it. Maybe I'm just, oh, it's the send. Never mind. That's my bad. Gaganum style. I'm doing the Gaganum style. All right, here we go. Um, all that stuff can be found at the website if you need to, thebbqcentralshow.com. My first guest tonight, fresh off a win at the Calhoun KOAs in Calhoun, Georgia. That was a barbecue event. Uh, currently in 14th place overall, KCBS Team of the Year Ports race. Outside of the competition scene, he is a successful barbecue restaurateur. So let's go ahead and race over the hotline and grab Pitmeister of Barbecues, Bubba Latimer, joining me here on the show. Bubba, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good, Greg. How about yourself? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Bubba. I appreciate you making time for the show tonight. I know it's kind of like last minute. When you were talking about Facebook and having nervous stomach issues, we weren't talking about the show, right? No, no, no. We weren't talking about the show. Um, <laughs> what happened, quite honestly, is I was out running around yesterday, and you know, I wanted to. I, I started earlier this year to look for another location, and our catering has just gotten so busy that we just haven't had time to mess with one. Well. I came across a location uh, yesterday that's fully equipped, um, ready to go, and to make a real long story short, got in touch with the people that own the building, uh, found and met with them, then find out that there's some other people looking at it, met again with the owner tonight because I knew that these other people were put, they've already put money into the place, but I haven't signed any papers. Um so I met with the owner tonight, uh, knowing that I needed to make a very rash decision <laughs> on moving on this location. Um, and after talking with him, was ready to write him a deposit for the place. Uh, but I have to wait a day now so that he can talk with these other people and see what they're going to do. Well, well, hopefully that all works out for you, Bubba. And obviously we'll get into the restaurant talk here in just a second. But, you know, another good weekend for you in the barbecue competition cooking team. You won a grand champion in uh, Georgia against some really great teams. Now, especially two vying for that team of the year spot in Three Eyes Barbecue who took a reserve grand and then Munchin' Hogs at the Hilton who was looking to chase Three Eyes down. 
And you got to feel pretty good to come out on top of that heap, right? Well, you know, yeah, I, I do. It was a, it was a surprise win for me uh, this weekend. You know, I didn't have a dog in any race going on out this weekend. You know, I actually almost didn't even go to Calhoun this past weekend. Um, you know, I'm, I had a tooth pulled uh, Thursday and just wasn't feeling real good. And, you know, I'm kind of ready for the year to wind down. You know, and, and the whole weekend really was, uh, you know, of course it's with everybody, but the big showdown was with Dan and Rob. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's getting down to the finale of, of what's happening and, you know, they're jockeying for their positions and, uh, you know, that's what it was all about. You know, I, I went into this weekend, you know, I went because I know Aaron has put a lot, put forth a lot of effort this year and, and trying to put that event together and promoting it. And it's very close to me. So I definitely wanted to support it. Uh, but I, I just, I really, it was kind of different went in to this past weekend, just I guess really just to kind of be there and support it. I wasn't really trying for anything. And, you know, the stars, the sun, and the moon just all lined up, and things worked out well. Was there anything out of the ordinary that you had to contend with during the course of the weekend, Bubba, aside from the tooth pull? You know, no. Other than that, no. Um, You know, I really kind of got off schedule this weekend. You know, usually when I go out and do my stuff, I I pretty much have a rigorous routine of how I, I deal uh, with what I have going on for the weekend and when and how I'm going to do things. And I just really wasn't into that. Um, I just really, uh, excuse me, I guess, you know, I just really wasn't into cooking in general this weekend. Um, you know, like I said, I, you know, I'm ready for the year to wind down. And since I didn't have any stakes in anything other than it just being a contest and being a competitor in the grand scheme of things, it just, it was just a, Kind of a weird weekend, realistically. Bubba Latimer joining me here on the show. You can find him on the webs at bub-ba-q, bubbaq.com. If we look a little bit at the individual results, Bubba, second in chicken, it's got to be nice You know, when you get that first call for the first category, give you that little bit of momentum going in the awards. Always. Um, you know, I'm always a nervous wreck when we go to awards. Um, I, I always have a, a stomach uh, turning until we get through chicken. Whether I get a call in chicken or I don't get a call in chicken, it's just, you know, that, that thing of, of the finality of the weekend. Uh, but, you know, again, in this weekend, it, I really didn't, it, this is probably one of the rare times I was just laid back and on easy street and however the cards fell, that's how they fell. But getting, getting the call and the chicken, it definitely, uh, definitely started the pace moving. So when you don't get a call, and I ask Pitmasters this more times than I don't when we're talking about categories and, and finishes and all that stuff, and this kind of dovetails into the ribs category, because you finish 11th overall. Typically, most competitions are calling 10 or above. Uh, were they doing a thing where they were holding winner of each category until the end 2 bubble, or were they just calling no, winners right out? No, out? no, This one, yeah, they were just doing you know, the straight calls down. All right, so when you don't get a call, you evaluate your ribs, obviously, before you run them in. Do you think when you don't hear the call that you are closer to the bottom? Do you think you're just out of the top ten? What do you think when that happens? No, we're always number eleven. Um, you know, you, you know. I guess you know you're trying to, to try and do a quick evaluation of of what your product was. Yeah, you know, we're doing that. You know, and if I feel that uh, I had a great product that I turned in that weekend, you definitely like to think that you're right outside of it. 
you know, if if it's just so-so, you know, you also have to look at all the teams that are involved, who's out there, what kind of cooks they are, what's their strong categories and weak categories, and try and determine, and, and if you can, hopefully quick, just try and piece together where it comes. But, you know, ultimately, it really doesn't matter. You know, I think all of us that have been out there, we've been rewarded uh, for good food and bad food all the way around, and those judges make the decisions, and, you know, there's... There's times you have crazy judging out there, but and you know you don't get the scores that you think that you should get or you would like to get. Bubba Latimer joining me here on the show. Uh, so you, you get a fourth in brisket, you get a first overall. By the way, for those that didn't know, you finished in eleventh in ribs. So you know that was exactly you know kind of where your your mindset was anyway. You just finished right out of the top ten. So mm-hmm. when you have three high calls like this and knowing how close some of those barbecue competitions have been this year, and you've been a part of some of those, do you ever let mm-hmm. yourself think that you are going to win with finishes like you've had for those three categories? Or is the non-call mm-hmm. always something that is going to give you that, well, I, I better not think of it too much? Well, you know, I, I think with, with calls like that, it's, you, it's pretty safe to assume that, that you're going to be in the top two of an event. Um, you know, I mean, and that one category you didn't get a call in, you know, you're going to typically have to finish pretty far down in that category with, with three, I mean, and what, what, a first, a second, and a fourth. You know, you're, you're going to have to really kind of mess that other category up to not be in that top two or three in there. Um, you know, and I think... All of us, uh, when we're out there, and you know, I think that most teams, most people are, are trying to keep up with who's driving at a contest during the award ceremony. You know, and when you get calls like that, um, yeah, you, you do think they evaluate that pretty quick. But, you know, at the same token, um, I think three eyes had four calls out there. So it very easily, I could have been a little bit further down in the grand scheme of things than my ribs, and, and they would have taken it. Are you? Uh, did you get the invite to race across? Well, not the invite, but are you going to go uh, to California in a couple weeks and, and do that contest out there? Or are you pretty much done? You know, um, I have this weekend. We have the FBA Triple Crown event, uh, which is a double header event this weekend. It's it's actually a tough tough weekend to do because we are doing the invitation on open. Um, at this present time, uh, I, you know, I'm not aware of, of going out to California in a couple weeks. Um, you know, if something came up, um, I, I really couldn't say whether I would or wouldn't go. Odds are I probably would. You know, uh, to me, there are certain things that come along, and if you're able to be a part of it, I think you need to do whatever you can to be a part of it. Um, so I, I would I would probably, if, if something did come up, make my way out there. All right, so let's transition a little bit here, Bubba. In your other life, you own, you run successful barbecue restaurants, uh, making it in your backyard is one thing. Getting in the competition side of thing, obviously another. But going full into the restaurant business is always a very risky proposition, no matter what it is that you're going to be cooking. What are some of the most important things one would probably need to consider or have in place to give themselves the best shot at success if they're looking at opening a barbecue wow. restaurant? Well, I, I think that there, there's well, there's a lot of variables that come into play. Um, I would say that one of the biggest things, the, the two biggest things in the grand scheme of things, and what people need to look for, one is their ability to run a business. It's not a matter of being a good cook, which I think is the wrong reason a lot of people open a restaurant. 
It's really the ability, are you capable of running a business? Because that's two different things. You know, there's a lot of people that are great cooks out there, but they don't have any reason whatsoever to run a uh, restaurant. And if you are in that mentality, what you need to do is you hire somebody that can run and deal with the, the daily business operations of the restaurant, you know, because that, that commands so much of your time and, and just things that have to be done. If you don't take care of that, it doesn't matter how good of a cook you're going to be, your, your business, the restaurant is going to fail. And I think that's with any business in the grand scheme of things, you know, um, and, uh, I'm not going to say I'm the best business um, operator out there in the world. You know, I I try and do things that I think are right. Um, I mean, there's obviously things that have to be done, but you know what what I know is going to work. Hopefully, um, the second thing is you know finances. People just don't understand the logistics and raw cost of the food service business, and whether it's a a small sandwich shop or it is a big operation, costs are just, you know, they're incredible. Equipment is expensive. You know, equipment breaks down and has to be maintained, you know. Are you ready to pay $125, $150 for the serviceman just to show up at the door and charge you another $50 or $100 for a $2 part? You know, these things all come into play. So, you know, when you get into the, the food service business, you know, if you are undercapitalized, I'm not going to say it can't happen, but your odds of failure are that much more. You know, I believe the the statistic is over 90% of restaurants that open up in the first year fail. Right. 50% of those that make it through the second year will fail. So that critical point is making it into the third year in there. And you have to continually invest, you know, whether it's time or money or, or whatever the case is, into the business itself. You know, if you just want to get in and make some money and you pull everything out, I think, again, you're in, in it for the wrong thing. I mean, I, by all means, am in for capitalism and, you know, I, I want to see people get out and be successful. I want to see entrepreneurs put forth their ideas and make things happen. Um, but it's just not for everybody. And, I, I, you know, this place that I look at today, as a matter of fact, uh, the two guys that were going to open it up originally just spent a hundred thousand oh. dollars in four months and didn't even open the doors. Oh, that much money! A hundred grand <laughs> wow. and didn't even open the doors. And it was a guy that had a hundred thousand dollars to spend that didn't have a clue about the food service wow. business, and he partnered up with a chef. And then they, you know, they spent a hundred thousand dollars, and then they had no more money, and the <laughs> chef had no money to put into it, and the other guy didn't know anything about the business, and they just came to a stalemate and walked away. That is uh, yeah. probably one of the more stereotypical or textbook reasons uh, why they fail, and why probably the doors don't even open in the first place. You know, one of the other things I want to ask you about in regards to restaurant and barbecue is the fact that you know. Barbecue isn't something that you can just like whip up from scratch in 20 minutes like some other fairs of restaurants have. So how are you able to no. produce a really good product over the course of a day? Well, you know, I, I, as you're just saying, you really nailed so, something um, there. You know, we're we're not steaks and hamburgers and things like that where you you know you have it ready in just a few minutes. You know, that's just not our fair. You know. 
you know, our big cuts of meat take hours to cook. Even if you're doing a hot and fast cook, you know, which you it is the capability is there to do so, it still takes hours to get that done. Um, you know, so the planning of that, you know, you, you really have to get into that. <laughs> you know, we have cars that we have set up in our restaurants, you know, but the one thing that we can never actually determine is how many people are going to walk in our door right. at a lunchtime. Um, you know, it's, it's, it is very difficult to deal with those things. And then when you have leftover product, what you're going to do with it. But, um, you know, I think if you set it up right, um, you know, and there's plenty of other successful restaurateurs, uh, restaurateurs out there, you know, Tuffy in the last years has done very well with his operations. Um, you know, there's, there's several other people and I, and I, I don't want to get on a list and miss anybody. Uh, so <laughs> I'll just say several people out there. Sure. Um, you know, and those that have done that, you know, have come up with plans that work for their establishment and what they do. You know, quality of food is, is a big thing, you know, and with barbecue, you know, you, you sit there and pull a whole bunch of pork at one time and don't use it all during the day. Yep. You know, you can cool it and reheat it and all that, but it, it is a different product. You know, it changes throughout the day. You know, one of, one of the things that we do, you know, for example, on, on our pork butts, you know, you know, we cook 24-7. The only time we're not cooking, you know, Monday evening is clean-out night, uh, you know, major clean-out night for the smoker, and it's only down for a few hours. But, you know, whole butts, you know, we pull those off, we pan them up, and, and keep whole butts throughout the day so that, that they're not pulled and lose that, that quality um, and they don't start drying out. You know, and we only we only pull butts as needed. You know, so it just doesn't sit there. So figuring little things out like that go a long way. You know, chicken and ribs, you know, you can cook those things in a couple of hours. So, you know, it could be, you know, two, three, four, five times a day that you cook those things. What kind of a smoker are you using in your restaurants? You have like a old hickory or a Southern Pride or something like that. Yeah, yeah, we we've got um, we've got a, an old hickory SSO in my Woodstock location, and we've got a, um, a SPK. Now, um, yeah, yeah, an SPK uh, uh, Southern Pride up in my Jasper store, and then I also have we have a spare Southern Pride 700 on a trailer. Um, and we're actually looking at uh, purchasing another 500 right now. All right, uh, before and we could talk about uh, barbecue restaurant probably for uh, a whole two hour show, Bubba. So uh, something we'll kind of piece together uh, over the course of time. But two quick questions here before I let you go tonight, and I appreciate your time. Uh, do you have any idea? Uh, there's a guy by the name of Chad Ward from Whiskey Bent Barbecue. I don't know if you have any idea who that guy is or not. I know Chad, great guy. So we made a bet beginning of the competition season that uh, I – now, this is potentially sounds disrespectful, but it, it's not disrespectful at all. We're just making a gentleman's bet between us. That if mm-hmm. uh, True Bud Barbecue finished ahead of Bubba Q in the Team of the Year standings, uh, that Chad Ward would have to shave his facial hair off that he has had on for at least 25 years, from what I understand. <laughs> so, unfortunately for Chad, a man, was it close between you guys? And, and the only reason I'm happy for that is because I was going to have to shave my head. So, I mean, if we're gauging who made out better on the deal, I think Chad still kind of wins because I would have had to shave my head. But, nevertheless, uh, he's going to have to go without that facial hair. So, you know, I'd, uh, I don't want to make you sleep any less at night. But that guy's ugly oh, already. so funny. <laughs> 
Second question before I let you go. It's National Cookie Day. I don't know if you knew that. I don't mean to put you on the spot. It's National Cookie Day today. It is National Cookie Day. That's so funny that you say that because when you called me, I was actually eating a cookie. What's your favorite cookie? I you know I, cookies to me realistically are one of my most favorite things out there, and I'd like a nice warm chocolate chip cookie. I am it's a American pie, right absolutely there. one of the best things ever on the face of the earth. Uh, Bubba Q, I, I agree a hundred percent. Bubba Latimer runs the Bubba Q restaurants. You can find him on the web again at bub-ba-q.com, and he's the pitmaster for Bubba Q competition cooking team. Bubba, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming out tonight. Hey, no problem. Anytime. Take care, everybody. There he is. Bubba! Really kind of uh, saving my butt, believe it or not. So I uh, appreciate uh, Bubba coming on. We had um, a Chad from the Shed. You know Chad from the Shed? Not Chad. Jeez, oh, Pete. Brad, I mean. What is this email coming up? Look at that guy. All right. Jason King just got a bunch of stuff from uh, Three Eyes Barbecue. Oh, from uh, Barbecue Guru. I'm sorry. Look at that guy. He made out like a bandit. Uh, so thanks to Bubba for uh, filling in for Brad in short notice. But you know, Bubba, a wealth of information when it comes to, A, the competition scene. You know, Bubba's unique. He's successful on a couple different sanctioning bodies, which everybody can't say. Uh, he wins in FBA. He wins in KCBS, obviously. So, you know, he's kind of running that line of pitmasters who I really hold in, in a, a, a different regard in the fact that they're going across sanctioning body lines and winning. It's one thing to, to try it and kind of lose your ass. It's different to kind of cross over and win in whatever sanctioning body you're competing in that weekend. So thanks to Bubba. All right, I have been telling you guys for a while now that Barbecuer's Delight is the pellet resource for your pellet-fired cookers, right? Now, you also know you can buy pellets for your charcoal-fired grills or smokers if you want to. But starting tonight and running till Christmas, you can win a Barbecuer's Delight Super Smoker Set. That's right. I said it. Super Smoker Set. Uh-oh. Change plans. Part 2 of 2, please. Yeah, I had... I think I had Joe Donna's... Uh, Voice step anyway, buddy. No problem. Um, so here's what we're doing. Each set of these super smoker sets have four one-pound bags of Jack Daniel smoking pellets, 100% hickory pellets, 100% mesquite pellets, and 100% apple pellets, along with the cast iron smoker pot. Now, the smoker pot allows you to get the benefits of pellet smoking if you don't have that pellet cooker I was talking about. Remember, these one-pound bags are 100% flavor wood. This is not mixed with the oak base like that pellet cooker fuel is you would get from barbecuers. Like That's like what I get for my grilla cooker. If you want to win, pay attention, folks. This is how you win the Barbecuers Delight Super Smoker Set, and we'll be giving it away starting tonight, one a week until Christmas. Be the first one to email me right now. Put pellets in the subject line. Pellets. It's as easy as cooking with pellets to win pellets. That's right. Put pellets in the subject line. Email it to me right now. I can tell you who's going to be coming in. But wait, there's more. You will also get a bonus with this prize. It is an autographed copy of the cookbook, Smoking with Wood Pellets. 
How about that? You get a little, uh, get a little read for you. There's enough wood pellets in this super smoker set to do 120 meals. Look, I'm no mathematician, but if I there's 30 days in a month, that's like four months. Four months of wood pellets. It's the ideal gift, too, if you win it, uh, to re-gift for the grill chef. you got to be kidding me. Don G wins. My man is like fingers at the keyboard. John G, is there anything that you have never won in your life on this show? You win everything. All right, we'll be right back. Stick around. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampy. Big B, Moonshine Band, Suburban Boys Let's go! I'm an outlaw. Give me two shots. We don't need a radio. All right, we are back. Uh, Kevin Kelly just missed out on the Bring me three just shots. We can raise hell before the speed mm. stops. I'm a whiskey drinker. That is a tasty martini. Oh, you know me. Love the olive at the end, too. Oh, gin infused. Oh. Already. Got to get the studio set up for this. That good? All right. Now, we're going to go ahead and take a look, look-see, at the pit barrel cooker. This is something that uh, the guest from last week, Noah Glanville, sent. So, much obliged, no. Much obliged, no. So, why not take a look at it? All right. Let me, uh, whoa, look out. There's the Christmas tree. Projector, screen two. There you go. Hold on a sec. No audio. Oh, shit. Yeah, there's no audio because I never turned it up. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's my bad. <laughs> well, we've just wasted a whole bunch of great time there. Uh, can everybody hear me now? Hold on. God. The, the problem is, of course, that... Uh, Sometimes I can hear myself. Yeah, jeez, what a retard. Sorry, no offense to the retards. All right, so you, you have the uh, lid here. It's got the horseshoe, and then you can go ahead and just drop that horseshoe on the horseshoe handles. And evidently these are very important to the, uh, the whole cooking thing here. These uh, look like uh, almost uh, rebar, if you will, uh, but they fit into the slots that are uh, right here, and then there's uh, matching slots on the other side. And then we have inside a shiny new grill grate. Now, if you could, uh, go ahead and show everybody what it looks like inside. So if we take a look inside, we also have a charcoal basket right here which is the, you know, the predetermined charcoal basket. So you're supposed to just fill that up to the top with uh, wood, or wood, with uh, charcoal. Uh, Kingsford, evidently, is what is recommended. And then uh, there is obviously uh, some flanges inside here to hold the grill grate, and then there's uh, more horseshoes down at the bottom to hold the charcoal basket in place. 
So that's kind of how it looks. So you would take your uh, charcoal. Um, they say put lighter fluid in it. So I'm going to have to, you know, when I do my test, I will make sure that I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing with the lighter fluid and everything as much as it breaks every fiber of my being. And then you put your, you leave the lid off for 20 minutes after you get the charcoal lit. You leave the lid off for 20 minutes. And then you go ahead and put these uh, rods back in the holes. So you can see here, so you can get a shot here on the top. And then it also came with uh, eight of these uh, meat hooks. So these are obviously uh, very sharp looking, I guess you could say. Uh, so you're going to take uh, like a rib and you're going to stick it here through here. And then you have your hanging meat. And you're going to drop them there. And you're gonna drop one there. You get the idea. And look, the, you know, the, the question that I forgot to ask last week, and I'm kicking myself for it, is, you know, especially when you're hanging longer things like ribs or brisket, how does it not burn? I mean, when you look at down in there, you're going to have live charcoal right there. And I'm no scientist, but I would imagine that if something is hanging down here, this is closer to the fire than my arm up here. So why why wouldn't it overcook, or why don't I have to flip the thing around, or, or whatever? I don't know. All right, so I'm going to put it back together here real quick so I can uh, take it back into the garage. And then after you get everything you know hung together, obviously, you're going to go ahead and put the top back on, and then it just self-regulates the temperature. You can go ahead and put this back on. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, well, how am I going to get these off when... Can you make sure it's straight, Bob? No, it's not. Um, you have this handy-dandy, not notebook. Let's see here. So it, uh, this is hanging on here, so then you go underneath, boom. Now you can pick it up. It's uh, nice and safe. So uh, this comes with it as well. So you don't have to just go in with your bare hands and burn your hands off because you don't have anything to lift up the hot hooks once they're uh, actually cooked. So there it is. It's your pit barrel cooker. It is probably, and I'm not a good gauge of weight, but I'm going to say it's you know probably 35 pounds, maybe 40 pounds, maybe, eh, maybe 45 50 pounds, maybe 785 pounds. Um, so there you go. Thanks again to uh, Noah Glanville for uh, hooking me up with that. Uh, we'll go ahead to the uh, back to the thing here. Apologize for the uh, no audio there, by the way. Ugh, I hate when that happens. That's kind of a shame. All right. Now let me dump this off. Okay. Let's see. Let me grab some. Yeah, you need pellets, Kevin. I'm sorry about that. Don G. I mean, nobody ever beats Don G. Is it fit? Wait a second, John. 57 pounds. What? Ow. I must not even know my own strength. That's crazy. No, yeah, wow. 
So the thing that you have to remember is this. When you are uh, working also with a wireless mic, you got to make sure that when you walk away from the console, right, that the uh, sound level is up. Yikes. That's never good. Could never do that. From all accounts, and I talked to, uh, uh, and here he is, by the way. I see him in the in the deal. And by deal, I mean chat room. This thing cooks phenomenally well. Easy, brainless. John has promised me that this will be one of my most favorite cookers uh, within just a brief, short period of time. I have no reason to discount John whatsoever. He's never steered me wrong with information. Obviously, I'm a little partial to how easy that pellet cooker is because, you know, you fill it with pellets, you turn a switch on, throw your meat on, bang, boom, done. However, I will say that I am extremely intrigued, extremely intrigued about being able to cook. I mean, John, can you cook eight racks of baby back ribs in there when you hang them? I mean... You know, baby back ribs, not huge in size. They don't take up, you know, not a lot of width, not a lot of girth. What are we talking about? I mean, you can, you know, being able to potentially cook eight racks of ribs, if I'm having a huge party, I'm throwing a really big New Year's shindig throwdown. Holla. Sea Dog, E-Bear, what's up? Going to be in my house. Um, if I'm doing that... You know, I want to have a cooker that gives me that ability to go big in the, be able to, to produce department, big in the production department. And the pit barrel cooker, from all accounts, is going to be able to give you, you know, eight racks of rib at a time. Or, I mean, could it do four St. Louis styles on either side as well? So you get eight racks of St. Louis styles if you wanted to, maybe six, because, you know, they're a little bit bigger. Or multiple briskets or multiple, multiple, multiple pork butts. And it's hanging. I got to admit, the hanging thing really intrigues me. How is that working? You know, is the juice kind of flowing around? And then, you know, there's no diffuser pan either. That's the other thing. So like with the Weber Smoky Mountain style cooker, everybody who has one of those or, or the Charbroil, the El Cheapo Brinkman's, you have the water pan that is above the fire to cause that heat sink. Uh, there's no heat sink in here. So... The only thing sinking the heat is, you know, your meat sitting above the fire. And the grill grate size, which looks like maybe 18 and a half inch, you know, style cooking grate. You could probably get it anywhere. Uh, so you'd be able to probably do, you know, a dozen or so chicken thighs, maybe more, maybe two dozen chicken thighs on that thing. Uh, probably a couple spatchcock chickens on that. You know, nothing more satisfying to me than when you're doing... Uh, when I what I call pit cooking with chicken, so that would be you know live charcoals underneath, no heat sink above it, and then you know grill grate kind of leveled off to kind of keep those flames away because you know once the fat starts dripping down on that, you got potential flare up issues. But you know with that top down on it, it's probably taking enough oxygen out, so there's obviously going to be no uh, need for worry of a, a fire, a grease fire like you would find in a gas grill. You know, that's one unique thing about cooking on the one-touch or the Weber kettle cookers is, you know, if you have a flare-up, you go ahead and slam that top down, and it pretty much smothers out all that oxygen, and the fire goes away, 
and you're still able to maintain that heat when you get kind of get that smoke. Oh, man. 14 and a half pounds. Look, the thing is solid. There's no doubt about it. And it really doesn't take up a lot of room. Look, if you've seen a 30-gallon 30 uh, gallon barrel, and that's pretty much what you have here. It's a nice uh, powder coat finish on it. Again, it's got the nice horseshoe handles on it uh, also on the top so it can hook to the side for you know storing that top convenient wise kind of like how Weber built that cleat on the inside of the Weber kettle lid so you can go ahead and stick that on either the side of the grill or on the handle so that's convenient as well and then of course you have that little hooker <clears throat> hooker grabber grab grabber hooker deal Uh-oh. you know the thing that's not going to have you burn your hands to get the yeah, whatever. That sounds weird. Again, thanks to Noah, and can't wait to use it. Can't wait. Like Bart Scott said, can't wait. Oh, patented. Watch out. All right. We've done a lot tonight already. We still have a whole other hour, if you can believe it. 1014 is the King of the Smokers roundtable, and then 1035. Gang, the doors could be blown off the joint, literally. Blow. 877-448-0433. Patrick, why the hell would I sell it? Who's talking about getting rid of it? Whoa. Slow your roll, Charles. I'll keep my hands on that bad boy. Um, let me talk to you quickly about the longest-running sponsor of the show, the Barbecue Guru. Here's an item. For instance, that will allow you to maintain a pit temperature for hours and hours and hours, and you don't even have to sit by the cook. No. Maybe you're a busy working professional. Maybe you're a parent that has a number of kids, and you don't have the time to sit around and dick with a live fire. Keep it at temperature. Keep it within a range. No. You're much more important than that. You'll lead a busy life. The barbecue guru has your back. Now. Maybe you're somebody that's into this technology. You got a smartphone, you got a tablet, you got a notebook computer, or one of those little netbooks. As long as you have access to a Wi Fi connection, man, this is a Christmas present for you, right? You can start a cook right in your backyard, and then you can just go take the, uh, that's the Concord over to England, get on the internet, and you can maintain your pit temperature from England if you want to, or from China, or from Africa, or from all the way up in Canada, you could do it. Even in Canada, where they just got the internet last week. You can see where your pit temperature is at. It has additional meat probes, so you can see where your internal temperature of your meats are. So if you're going fast in that cook, you can back the pit temperature down if you need to kind of ramp it up a little bit because you're running behind. A couple little clicks on whatever smart device you have. <laughs> Boom. It's gold, baby. Solid gold, Jerry. So, here's what you have to do. You go to thebbqguru.com, or you can call them 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. They'll get you outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running out of the box, and they're there to help you after the sale as well if you need it. Again, longest-running sponsor of the show. Again, you want to help the show out, support the sponsors. Give them first consideration. 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru, a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We'll come back to wrap up the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back.
name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. Who would have thought this All right, gang, welcome back. 877 448 0433 Greg at Win some meat rakes. Got some game? Feeling yourself tonight? You want to hack somebody's face off with some meat rakes? Call in. I got meat rakes to give away, believe it or not. I've used them. Man, those things are fabulous. Forget those dumb... Uh, uh, forget those bear claws. Bigfoot claws. out <laughs> Forget that. Meat rakes. Here we go. Let's go to area code 864. Name and where you're calling from. Uh, my name is Kevin Bird. Kevin. How are you, Kevin? Good, you? Uh, I'm doing great. Kevin, would you like meat rakes tonight? Yes. All right, Kevin, here's all you have to do. Send me your shipping info at uh, greg at the bbq central show.com and i will forward that on to uh, the good folks at meat rakes and not only will you be able to pull a butt with quickness you'll also be able to stop intruders from gaining entrance to your house that sounds great all right thanks for calling in tonight all right thanks you got it there he is kevin bird boom how come i can't friggin Get out of phone calls. It's pissing me off. All right. Uh, we're going to back out here shortly. I'm going to refuel my drink. I suggest you do the same. Uh, we also have a King of the Smokers roundtable to look forward to. We also have me getting interviewed uh, 1035 tonight. That may or may not go very well. Big stuff out of here. Also in the giveaway closet tonight and next week, a bottle of that Killer Hogs barbecue sauce that I reviewed. Uh, I'm going to review some sauce when we come back, believe it or not. Yeehaw barbecue sauce. Yeehaw! Looking forward to that. Angela, I uh, hope I'm saying it right, Woolums. Angela Woolums? Woolums? Sent me some sauce in to review, so I will give you my unbiased opinion. No punches pulled. I don't even know what that means. And then, uh, of course, the uh, King of the Smokers as well. Thanks to Bubba Latimer for joining me in this hour as well, talking about the win last week in Calhoun and about the barbecue business. Lots of things to consider. Stick around. We'll be right back. This is Brian Mayer, host of Hot Sauce Weekly. And you are listening to BCRN, all barbecue and grilling all the time. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? 
Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? He ate 54 wieners. Oh, listen, Laverne, shake a face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> you could use it to fight off creeping marauders looking to take your steaks off your grills. I just like being anywhere with Junior, Senior, and Diva. Sounds like a whole other type of movie. <laughs> wow. Yeah, really. <laughs> Keep it hot, keep it clean, keep it lubricated. We have top men working on it right now. Ooh, top men. All right, uh, just like that, we're in the second hour. All right, forgot to uh, grab my barbecue sauce to review here. I had to run out to the table. I know you don't see me, but you can hear me. That's all right. Just relax. I learned from my mistakes. Alrighty. Here we go. As I said, we're back. Yay. Okay. Now, uh, we're going to see if I can make sure that, uh, pardon me here when I go to camera too, I got to make sure I got my shot lined up here. Boom, 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 boom. All right. Yeah, that's good enough. All right, so here we go. Uh, the sauce up for review tonight is Yeehaw Barbecue Sauce. And, uh, oh, what? Oh, that's not very professional right there. Uh-oh. Ooh. That's better. All right. Um, let me pump in. Kind of, uh, let's see, Con- configure, input, do I want to do that? Yeah. Here we go. There we go. Oh, that's much better. All right, here we go. So we'll save that for now. And here it is. It's uh, Yeehaw. Ugh. Yeehaw barbecue sauce. Angela Woolham sends it to me. Um, I don't think this is necessarily like readily available in stores. You might have to find her on Facebook or something like that. Um, but we're uh, going to go ahead and give this a whirl. Now, I have to be honest. You know, typically, typically, um, I don't try. God. Um, I don't try sauces that uh, look like they just, you know, got jarred by, you know, the guy next door. I don't usually do that. Get that big stuff out of here. But, you know, you have feelings about uh, people and you, you think you want to give somebody a shot, so why not? All right. Can't hear. I can barely hear myself anymore. What the hell is going on here? All right. I think I keep dialing it down. The large dude in the right of the room. Um, let's go. Why not? Let's go ahead. Let's give this a shot. See what's doing. 
No, let me hear. Do I hear? Yeah, okay. So nicely sealed. Very good. And, hmm. I'm getting a lot of no's right off the right off the top here. We got a nice little stir. And go down to the bottom. Make sure we're getting all the good stuff here. Kind of stir it up. All right, so uh, I can tell you right off the bat, and uh, you'll be able to see it right here on camera too. Uh, for, you know, viscosity, look at this. I mean, it is really thick, like really thick. Let me go ahead and do a little bore pull. So, yeah, you can tell this is, you know, pretty, uh, pretty thick stuff. Now, here's the most important part for me. What is it going to smell like, right? Let's take a uh, aroma. Hmm. Um I there there really does smell like there's uh, a uh what I would call a substantial amount of liquid smoke. Uh, it's. I mean, it's really thick. Uh, I'm not a huge. I'm not a huge proponent of overly thick stuff. And again, um, you know, while I'm doing this, please remember, you know, what I prefer, what my palate is. I mean, it has no bearing on you know if you should try it or not. Uh, again, uh, yeehaw, ugh, yeehaw, uh, yeehaw barbecue sauce. For those that are wondering, um, I don't know where you can buy it. I don't know if it's technically available for sale yet. We're going to give it a uh, tasty taste here. Let me stir it around. Again, um, you know, I'm getting a, a really big note of liquid smoke. So here we go. Here's the taste test. And, hmm. Man, I get so messy when I do these things. So that's taste number one. Let me do taste number two here. Well, here's the thing, right? The taste isn't... There's like a definite... Let me see if you guys can see this. Like, can you see, like, the bits in there? Like, you can... Like, when I'm chewing and kind of going down with my teeth, you know, you can... There's bits of uh, goodness in there. Uh, onion, probably some garlic. You know the thing that I that I do like about it. Yeah. Oh, that's onion. For sure. The thing. So the you know the redeeming quality for me is the fact that uh, yeah, it's almost like a, a barbecue pasta sauce in a way, John. That's kind of a, a good analogy there. Um, and you know, I am getting a lot of onion now. So, you know, two things about me. I'm not a huge onion guy. Gotta be honest. If I could not order onions, uh, the only way I'm onion guy is if they're caramelized. 
on um, on the grill. Then they sweeten up, and then I'm about onions all day long. But not raw, really. There is a little bit of a heat component on the end that I actually like. But the the flavor just is a little... It's a little lost for me. It, it, I think it wants to have a tendency to go sweet. Then it has a tendency to want to be, like I guess, more of a savory type sauce. So it's a little disjointed for me in the overall grand scheme. You know, when I was tasting uh, Killer Hog sauce a couple weeks ago, I mean, that was exactly where it needed. It knew what it wanted to taste like. And it, it not to sound stupid, but it tasted like that. This one seems like it wants to go in a couple different directions. So, uh, A, I would definitely back down on whatever type of smoke flavoring is in there. Because there's some in there. And I hate that. I mean, I hate smoke flavoring with my every fiber of my being. Uh, I don't think it adds legitimacy to a sauce. I don't think it adds something that you are trying to not put in your meat as it should be, like through smoke flavoring, you know, there's no shortcut around that. I mean, that it's that, that is what it is, and I'm not a fan of it. So I would remove that, and then I would focus on if you want it to be a sweeter sauce or, or more of a savory sauce, and I would thin it out a little bit. But that's just me. So uh, again, it's Yeehaw Barbecue Sauce. It's Yeehaw Barbecue Sauce right there, and uh, you can probably find Angela on Facebook, uh, Angela Wollums. W-O-O-L-E-M-S, Angela Wollums. I uh, do appreciate you sending me the sample. And look, it takes a lot of balls to get out there and say, hey, try my stuff. Let me know what you think about it. Because you know me. You know, I'm going <clears> to <throat> tell you what I think about it. Would I buy this sauce as it sits right now? Oh, it's enough. It's enough for me. I'm not going to buy the sauce. But I appreciate you trying it out and, and letting me trying it out. Good for you. Not a lot of people have the stones to get their barbecue sauce bottle. Maybe you guys have not signed up for this yet. Dollar Shave Club. You know what feels freaking great? Changing my blades every week. Damn right. I am a member of the dollarshaveclub.com, an official member, by the way. So thank you very little. And I love it. I love it. If you subscribe to my newsletter, I give you a link where you can sign up. Uh, I have the $6 blade option. I love it. It's great. I mean, these blades are freaking awesome. Love them. And I have nothing. I get nothing out of them. I just like the service. I don't like being without my blades. Because I forget my blades. Maybe you don't. King of Smoker coming up next. The Roundtable. Uh, gang, let me talk to you quickly about Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply. Look, you know, we've, we've talked about it time and time again, right? unsavory business people looking to take your money on the internet porno running abound what's this internet world coming to these days if you want something for your barbecue or grill and you don't have a place that is going to be able to to cater to you specifically you're going to have to go on the internet or or um you're going to have to go without it and look not a lot of people like to go without it uh, and I'm not talking, go without your smoker stuff, you pervs, not go without it. Come on now. So let me give you the good news. Fred Bernardo and the gang over Tatesy Licks Barbecue relieve you of all those internet buying stresses. They have one of the most complete inventories 
of barbecue and grilling items anywhere on the face of the earth. All the items that you see on Fred's website are in stock, and they ship directly to you at a fair price. Now, maybe there's other places that you can get these items cheaper for on the Internet. Oh, I'm sure. But are you 100% confident that you're actually going to get the items that you buy? How long is it going to take for it to get to you? Great questions. Guess what? Nobody can answer that. At least with 100% assurity, they can't answer it. That's why when you buy all the great stuff at Tasty Licks, you know the stuff's in stock, you know it's going to ship to you promptly, and you know it's priced competitively. If you want to call Fred, work a specialized deal on something, lob him a phone call. He's a businessman. I'm sure he'll be able to work something out with you. Now, here's what they carry. Grills, smokers, ceramic cookers, electric cookers, various charcoal types, wood chunks, and chips, cookbooks, accessories. If they don't have it, you don't need it. And on top of all of that, they carry many of the other show sponsor stuff as well right in the store. Best of both worlds. Shopping at a sponsor, buying sponsors' products. And they have their own line of barbecues and sauces as well, which I've tried, and those are really good as well. You want to try those. So head on over to TastyLicksBBQ.com. Let the confidence exude from your fingertips when you make your online purchases, and then enjoy those items upon delivery. And just like the Barbecue Guru, Fred and the gang are there to help you after the sale as well. Customer service its key in this business. It's key in any business. TastyLicksBBQ.com. That's TastyLicksBBQ.com. We're coming back with the King of the Smokers Roundtable right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampy. Greg And this coming weekend finds a very unique invitational-style competition in Laquina, California. It will be sanctioned under the KCBS Competitor Series rules. will not be worthy of any Team of the Year points, so relax on that. Here to help you look ahead at this event are three of the pitmasters who will be competing. Let's go ahead and race over to the hotline. And we'll grab up Joe Beelan from Tippy Canoe Barbecue Crew, Scott Nelson of Pigskin Barbecue, and Ryan Newstrom of Big T's Q Crew. Boys, appreciate you uh, joining me here tonight as I uh, go ahead and roll over to the... Uh, let's see. Now, what the hell is going on here? Ryan, do you have Joe with you tonight? Uh, yes, but he is on a different computer as we couldn't figure out how to splice the... Gotcha. Joe, are you there? I'm you? here. Can Joe is on the line. All right, good. And Scott, you're there too, right? I'm here, ready to rock. In order. Yes. There you go. Okay, cool. So here we go. Somehow I was able to actually work that properly. Um, first of all, guys, thanks for joining me tonight. Uh, we had we preview this first-time contest and I guess, Scott, let me start with you. You took part in an invitational event a month back or so uh, with Kingsford. You know, a little different as the prize money was winner-take-all. 
Uh, and here comes another invitational event that verges from more of the established events like uh, the Jack and the Royal. And you've seen a lot of changes in barbecue within the short time you've been doing this. Do you see a potential move to more of these, more of these. Uh, invitational-only events in the future? You know, I don't know. I think you're still going to have the uh, the open where you can get as many teams as possible out there to cook it. But the invitational ones are uh, a great benefit to those teams that get invited and uh, that earn their way in. So they're a lot of fun. I'm not sure if it's uh, – there's definitely been more of them popping up in the last few years. So there might be a trend going that way. Uh, Joe, what do you think? Is something that you, we might see a little bit more and more of here as uh, you know, a year or two passes, more invitation-only events? Yeah, you know, I think especially for uh, for guys like Sterling that have an idea that they want to want to try to expand on and, and kind of make it their own a little bit. That this is a way a way to get that done. So I think that's a part of part of playing into what's going on with some of that. So it's uh, it definitely makes it exciting and uh, fun to be a part of it. Uh, Ryan, what do you think? More invitational events on the horizon? You think? Yeah, absolutely. As the level of competition keeps uh, getting greater and greater, um, and um, the the level of 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 uh, quality of competition uh, keeps getting greater and greater. Um, I, I think you'll see a lot more of these invitational uh, contests pop up uh, in order to uh, sort of entice some of the uh, heavy hitters, if you will, um, to contests. All right, uh, Joe, good money on the line for this one, and lots of great cooks taking part as well. You know, This event is being billed as a return to traditional or old-school barbecue. Uh, is there anything in this event that might set up as a disadvantage for you and Team Tippecanoe for you know the non-use of fire management tools or anything like that? Uh, you know, as I look at the rules, I'm not I'm not at all worried about the the fire management part of it. I think that's uh, that's a, a real minor inconvenience compared to some of the other things. Uh, you know, that one's not, and I think that's probably true for all 24 teams there. I think the no electricity thing is going to be relatively minor. You know, I use a I use a guru, guru great guys over there, barbecue guru. They take good care of me. I use their stuff uh, during during the competition season. It's a convenience factor for me. Um, you know, I gotta I do thirty of these a year. I gotta sleep sometime. I gotta keep the day job somehow. So uh, that's uh, that's part of how I, I you know try to get a, a little more sleep in. Really, from a convenience perspective, I don't have any concerns about running the smoker without it. Uh, my, I'll be honest with you. As much as I don't like doing parsley boxes, I think that is going to be uh, the biggest challenge um, for for us as I roll in there and try to make Joe, boxes. Joe, I know, Joe, I know. I got a lot of questions. Let's not jump ahead of ourselves. You don't think I was going to cover garnish? <laughs> I've done this one or twenty times, buddy. Okay, let's just stick to the task at hand. Uh, no, uh, but so so no worry about like not being able to use any of those pit temperature control devices or anything like that. Nope, nothing. I'm good there. All right, Ryan. What about you? Uh, anything set up as a disadvantage as far as you know fire maintenance or, or anything like that? No, there's there's no change on the jambo. It's it's running old school as it is. So that that'll be easy peasy for me. Uh, what about you, Scott Nelson from Pigskin Barbecue? You know, I'm not looking forward to it because uh, I've probably only cooked a handful of times without a, a stoker or a guru. So uh, nothing that I'm worried about, though. I, I know we can manage it. It's just going to be less sleep. Does less sleep worry you at all or just a one-off event you could care less? The one, the one night's not a big deal. We can stay up all night if we need to. But 
my wife and I cook together, so we're going to take some chips. She'll stay up for a couple hours and just monitor it. But, you know, we cook, we're going to cook on two fat boards for this contest. So they pretty much hold time once you get them going. I don't think it'll be too bad, too big of a deal. All right, Ryan, let me go to you now. You know, there's some chatter within barbecue circles about specialty purveyors of meat. Uh, it used to be mostly focused on the brisket side of things, you know, with the Wagyu and the you know Snake River Farms and the Strew Branches, all this stuff. You know, now there's kind of this reemergence of heritage or, or the Berkshire hog or pork, which is being mentioned again. And, of course, you have the natural, cage-free, farm-fresh chickens. You know, the list goes on. Is there any concern that using meats that perhaps you aren't typically familiar with now uh, might cost you some in the scores at this point? Um. Uh- no, I'm I'm more concerned just about not having the level of control that I have normally on uh, finding and using the meats that I'm able to locate week to week uh, at a contest. As far as the quality of meat, I have no doubt that Sterling and his great crew have, have already gone well above and beyond my expectations for putting on a contest. Um, the level of quality that they'll 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 find in meat, I, I I would imagine would be unsurpassed. So I'm not really worried about quality meat per se, but I'm normally uh, used to going through uh, over a period of several days looking for pork and ribs and uh, finding the freshest chicken possible. And as well as you know, you know, we use a special Wagyu brand of beef out of Iowa here. Um, uh, but but I'm not really worried about the quality of meat per se. Uh, Joe, what do you think? Are you worried about the fact that you're not going to be using the meat that you would typically get your hands on for a competition like this, or doesn't really matter to you? Yeah, no, I would agree with Ryan. Uh, from a quality perspective, I think we're good there. I use Wagyu briskets and everything else. I buy off a grocery store shelf or Sam's Club or Restaurant Depot or something like that. So I think that that part will be the same. It's the selection process that Ryan talked about, uh, you know, going through cases of, of butts to pick out the two that I like. Uh, I don't get to do that this time. Uh, so that's going to be the wild card there. And then the quantity. Um, he's, you know, he's controlling the quantity, too, of, of uh, you know, three racks of ribs. Uh, that would I, I buy nine every weekend. Um, so to only get three and, uh, you, you'd probably know off the top if they're, if they're from a, you know, a commercially packed three pack of ribs, there's probably one of those that's junk. Uh, so that's going to make that a challenge as to the fun, but definitely a challenge. Will there be some going around camps to, to see what of the same other things everybody else got, but just to see if they might've gotten better of the same stuff than you got, Joe? <laughs> if they'll let me in, I'll certainly ask the question. Uh, what about you, uh, Ryan? Will you be looking to see what everybody else got that you got? <laughs> I have I'm, a feeling I'm, there'll, I'm be, sure there'll be, be some of that be pretty protected. I do like the way Sterling's doing it where it's, you know. Go, um, go ahead, Ryan. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I do think there'll be some variation um, in in the quality of, coolers that we get you know the overall quality of meat in each cooler and that'll add to the fun of it you know i i, I think it'll all even out at the end but you know there's there's luck always in barbecue competitions and i think uh you know that'll just that'll just add to it all right scott you go ahead and weigh in on this uh, is there any concern that you're going to be kind of diverging from the meats that you would typically take with you to a contest oh there's no concern at all i actually love it i think it's i mean what better way to level of playing field and say we're going to look through it and I know Sterling's a cook himself, and he uh, he loves barbecue, and, and he's going to go through and make sure that he distributes the coolers as evenly as possible. And then you're 
in a randomly get a number, and I, I think there's no better way to do it. I think it's an outstanding idea, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Scott, how many kids are you taking with you this coming weekend? <laughs> we're not. We're, the kids are in school this weekend, so sadly they have to stay behind. Oh, that's going to be crazy. What are you guys going to do? Except- I don't know. Make more kids? We're going to have so much free time, it's going to be weird. We're, we're probably going to be the ones walking around looking at everybody else's stuff because we're going to be so bored <laughs> not yelling at our kids all weekend. Yeah, no doubt about <laughs> it. Uh, I know Joe's going to have a take on this, uh, but, Ryan, let me start with you. You know, KCBS teams love garnish for a number of different reasons. No garnish allowed here, kind of, again, leveling that playing field. So how are you planning for the no garnish boxes that you'll be turning in this weekend, Ryan? Um, I'm going to do try to do my turn-ins most of the way – uh, that I normally do them. Just try to fill that box up with as much great meat as I can um, and keep the sides free of smudges. You know, that's always, that's going to be a, uh, you know, a strategy with not having garnish um, that you'd normally wouldn't have to deal with. Um, and other than that, uh, just keep things simple and do things like I normally do. Uh, Scott, no garnish for you. I know you had some experience with this uh, last month, but you know, how are you dealing with a box that typically you're going to be garnishing? Yeah, we did it last month, and I, and I hated it. I thought all of our boxes looked like crap. <laughs> so I don't know. I think I might just use garnish and hope not to get DQ'd. <laughs> <laughs> Do it, Scott. I love it. Great yes. idea. No, no, I hate the no garnish theory. I'm just going to put it in the box and try and make it look as good as I can. I'm going to load it up with as much meat as I can and and hope uh, hope it turns out a little look looks looking a little better than it did last time. Uh, Joe, no garnish. Uh, how do you plan on attacking that? Yeah, I, if anybody who's ever taken one of my classes or been around me when I cook, when I'm done, it looks like I murdered a sauce monster on top of my table. <laughs> so uh, I'm not a clean cook when it comes to that kind of thing. So I use parsley to cover up some of that, and I uh, can't do that this time, obviously. So I'm, I'm very concerned about what it looks like. We practiced a little this weekend with one of the categories, just trying to get a feel for how we'd build a box, and uh, I was not impressed with how it looked when we were done. So wish me luck. I might need it in that category. Is there going to be, Joe, at least on your part, I mean, is there going to be a reserve of sauce and, and, and of glaze that you would normally do, or are you going to try and keep as, as uh, you know, SOP as possible? Yeah, I'm going to try to stay um, as close as I can to, to what I normally do, but I, it's going to be in the back of my mind. I know I'll, I'm just going to have to be more careful than usual and go a little slower, and at the end of the day, there's likely going to be less sauce in my stuff. Maybe not even intentionally, but just as I try to keep it from dripping onto the box. Scott, will you do less sauce or anything like that? Uh, you know, we might this time. We, uh, I think we, we had an issue with trying to keep the boxes clean last time, so we might do a little less sauce this time, yeah. What about you, Ryan? A little less sauce? Like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do it the same exact way I always do, um, just without any greens in the box. Scott, how did that work for you at Kingsford? <laughs> Pretty shitty, actually. Wow. Now, look. You're rubbing it in, huh? Now, the bottom line, well, look, nobody knows what the final result. I mean, I know what the final results were, so it actually worked out pretty well for you. Uh, and nobody really knows that, but uh, let's move on. Um, gentlemen, you know, I have not, I'm not naive enough to ask you who you think is going to win. I mean, you guys won't say yourselves because there's some type of weirdo pit mastery humility thing going on that I don't understand. Uh, so holding yourself to the side and taking into account the rules of this contest, is there any team or teams whom this event might set up better for than others? And we'll go to Scott for that. Uh, 
you know, I'm an Iowa barbecue guy, and I'm, I'm backing the Iowa teams first, I would say. I'm hoping that uh, one of the Iowa teams can pull it through. Otherwise, you know, it seems like uh, Johnny Trigg always does well in the big contest, so he uh, he's going to be a threat this weekend, I think. He's cooked a lot. He's, he's done a lot with and without Garner, so uh, I think he'll, he'll bring his A game, along with everybody else, obviously. Joe, uh, any aside from yourself, are there any other teams you think this contest might be setting up a little bit better for? Um, you know, as I look through the list uh, today on the website, the uh, uh, Rob and the gang at Munch and Hogs at the Hilton, you know, they've been in in Georgia for a month cooking with peach nectar and vinegar sauce, trying to figure that out. And you know, they'll get to get back to their their regular deal. He cooks well out there. They won the Vegas contest a couple of years ago. Uh, he's a chef, so he's got the background of you know how to how to make things look nice and and uh, really without the I think it changes things a little bit. So that I think that'll give him give him a little advantage with the uh, with the appearance rules and those kind of things. Like I said, he's he's due, and that's his his uh, he's done well out there. So I could see I could see him taking it. Ryan, go ahead and uh, weigh in on this one. Any teams that you think this might be setting up especially well for? Yeah, I mean, even though. Uh, Scott had already said it. The first person that came to my mind was uh, Johnny Trigg um, in the fact that uh, um, he's done lots of contests uh, without garnish. In fact, he won the, the first LPQ, uh, which is a contest that uh, Jump and Jim here at Iowa put on uh, several years back. He won the, and I, I, I believe that contest was a no garnish contest, um, and he took home uh, grand uh, for that one. Um, so he was the first person that. Uh, popped up in my mind uh, when you said that. Like Scott said, he always has a, has a penchant for doing well at uh, bigger contests um, like this, on bigger stages like this. Um, uh, but honestly, t- I, like I've told several people, I could turn in my best food at this contest and have just as much chance as getting first as I do of getting 20th or 24th. Um, I think everybody's going to be bringing their A game, um, and it's going to be fun to see uh, who comes out on top? Having a little King of the Smokers roundtable with uh, Ryan Newstrom of Big T's Q Crew, Joe Beelan from Tippy Canoe Barbecue, and Scott Nelson from Pigskin Barbecue. Uh, guys, you know, this event, similar in concept and idea to a few others that sprouted up over the course of the year. For instance, uh, the Bare Bones event that went off in Oakland, California a few months ago comes to mind. You know, when you hear of events like this in these terms, old school and traditional, they seem to be gunned around as some kind of heavy-duty qualifying term that other contests can't use. I, I just wonder, from each one of you, and we'll start with Scott, how do you define traditional or old-school barbecue, and do these kind of events hold true to those standards, or is this some kind of misrepresentation going on here? No, I think this is old-school barbecue. I mean, he's no electricity. You're out there. It's a man and a fire and some food, and everybody has the same food. Same rules. You don't get you know you don't get a week to pick through your meat, and you're, you're out there just man uh, in the fire and hoping to get everything cooked exactly perfectly the way that you want it. So yeah, I think this holds up to those standards. Great. I think uh, the way he's running it is, in my mind, the definition of old school. Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to go really old school, we could start digging holes in the ground and. Um, uh, That's what I'm that talking way. about. Absolutely. <laughs> But, you know, and, you know, putting a whole whole carcass of meat on a stick and turn it around every half an hour. But but as as far as what, you know, I feel barbecue is defined at, you know, in the modern era, era I'd say this is pretty darn near close is what you could get as an 
old school style, you know, just manual run and um, just, you know, uh, managing your fire um, on your own. Uh, Joe, last one to weigh in. What do you think? Uh, is this kind of a, a true representation of, of what uh, old school or traditional bobber, uh, traditional barbecue should be? Sure. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's uh, he's he's doing a good job there representing that the electricity thing, the garnish thing. Quite frankly, that uh, you know, there's tons of debate, and I know Greg, you love to weigh in on that one with, uh, you know, should we shouldn't we garnish? What to do? What to does? You know, there's there's be no debate here. You're judging the meat, and that's it. Um, so you you get that. That's a little more traditional in my mind, and then the course the meat thing where it's uh the briskets of course especially briskets but it's the same thing for everybody so i agree all right guys last question of the night has nothing to do with barbecue so please hold on to your hats i asked bubba latimer this uh in the first hour it's national cookie day today i don't know if everybody knows that or not national cookie day uh so joe we'll start with you what's your favorite kind of cookie uh, cookies, etc. Monster cookie, Mason City, Iowa. Monster cookie, right. <laughs> and you Iowa guys just love everything Iowa. Uh, Ryan, right. favorite cookie? Straight up Toll House chocolate chip. There you go. That's two chocolate chips, by the way. Bubba likes chocolate chip. My main man, Scotty Nelson, favorite cookie. The only cookie there is. My mother-in-law's chocolate chip cookie. Wow. <laughs> My mother-in-law, did you hear that? He said your chocolate chip cookies. That's right. Extra presents for Scott this year from uh, Mom in Law Santa Claus. Right, so that's three chocolate chips, and then uh, mon- was it Monster Cookies, Joe? You said Monster Cookies. Monster Cookies, yeah. Monster Cookies. All right, good enough. All right, so these guys are going to be taking part in the King of the Smokers event that'll take place this coming weekend in Laquina, California. It is an old school competition, guys. Always appreciate the time. Best of luck to each and every one of you. Uh, of course, it goes without saying, one of you three win. You're back next Tuesday to talk about it, right? Sounds good. Thanks, Greg. Absolutely. All right, guys. Good luck. Hey, I want to say a big thanks to Sterling, too, for coming on. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Thanks, good thanks man. to uh, Starling for, uh, for doing that. All right, guys. Appreciate you coming on tonight. And uh, there we go. That was the King of the Smokers roundtable. Man, oh, man. I'm having trouble now. What is going on here? Please, oh, please. What the hell? There we go. Now I hung up on everybody. What the hell? I don't gotta do it from here. Screw that. What we got here? Jello shots. All right, look here. Uh oh. I mean, jello shots. Hello? Not yet. Yeah, that's hot. All right, guys. Uh, let me quickly tell you about Butcher Barbecue. That mic is not on right now. Uh, let me quickly tell you about the Dave Bosca character over at Butcher Barbecue, right? Dave is running a trade-in program right now where let's say that you bought some injection from a different manufacturer. Rule number one, no names, please. Let's just say you bought some injection from another manufacturer. It's cost you scores. It's cost you uh, accolades in the backyard and, quite frankly, You've had no way to do anything about it. Here's what you do. You go to ButcherBBQ.com. You look at the very top right of the navigation. There's a little button that says Trade It. You click that. You print off the slip. And you send whatever commercially made injection that you have back to Dave. He will weigh it once he gets it and he weighs it. Hello! Once he gets it and he weighs it, he will send you in return 
Butcher Barbecue Pork Injection, or Butcher Barbecue Beef Injection, or Butcher Barbecue Prime Injection. All of these have been time-tested by many different teams across various sanctioning bodies. So you have nothing to lose except your crappy scores and the fact that the neighbor lady wants to punch you in your face because your pork and your brisket sucks. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. It's a trade-in program. Plus, you know Dave is the guy that gave away three different years supplies of his pork, beef, and prime injection to three lucky winners just a few weeks ago. He competes successfully on the uh, competition circuit, plus a wide-sweeping array of rubs and, of course, that sauce, which I absolutely love and adore. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. All right. When we come back, the ladies are in the house right now. i got to tell you that much. Ladies are in the house. Whoa. Watch out. Hot mic. Uh, so we will uh, load up here, and God knows what will happen right after this. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. We're here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks. Seven four four eight zero four three three to get on the air. Now here's your host, Greg Rempe. Now we're back up to doing a jello shot. microphone there we go all right here we go for okay well you're just gonna have to deal with me guys sorry all right uh where's this microphone at all right microphone is live uh ladies if you grab the microphone and introduce yourselves uh one at a time oh wait um you can put these on so you can hear Uh, there's another uh set of headphones oh amy can hear all right here we go uh so go ahead and uh, just go ahead and uh, quickly oh Ladies, you all right? Hold on. You're sitting on cords. This is crazy. All right. Go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Mrs. Rampy. Mrs. Rampy? It doesn't stretch too far. Hi, I'm Mrs. Figuerco. Mrs. Figuerco, shout out. Future Lake County Sheriff Corey. Okay. It's funny. I've known these girls for like uh, almost a year and they've never talked this softly ever. Uh, next. I am Amy Levon. I am the councilman's wife. Amy Levon. There you go. I know. Guys, I know. Low audio. I am Lindsay Wills. Who's your husband? Dudley's wife. Dudley's wife. <laughs> Dudley Wills. All right. This is awesome. Okay, I don't All right. need to listen to that. Let's go ahead. Oh, look at what's happened here. Holy jeez. Oh, Pete. We haven't even gotten there yet. 
there's about beef and pork and chicken and yeah. bacon. Well, yeah, but that's I didn't talk about any bacon injections. Dave Bosca has no bacon injections that I know of. Dave, you need to investigate. No, I know he doesn't. All right, so here's the great thing about radio. If you don't say anything, nobody can hear anything. You guys are interviewing me tonight. You guys are interviewing to me. Go ahead. I would like to, like to know what you recommend for a great probe in your meat. What do I recommend for a great probe? What makes it yes. moist? Yes. <gasps> That's my favorite right, so, word. Moist. Awesome. I do Probes and moistness are our questions. I agree with Uncle Cy. Coupon. Stupid word. Oh, my God. It I is love a stupid word. <laughs> it is stupid. I love Cy. Can you answer I, my question? Deep probe. Deep probe. What's your right. favorite kind of deep probe? Favorite kind of deep probe. Hmm. Well, there's a number of different deep probes out there. Um, I typically prefer a uh, a deep probe that has a very sharp tip uh, that's thin, so when you stick it in, uh, it doesn't let all of the juices fall out. What the hell are we talking about over here? No, that weird. Do you have a Do, color preference? You can't, don't just grab that. Okay, you know what? I can grab. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my lord. No yeah, grabbing. Wait, you're grabbing. Are you sensitive? Do we have to be sensitive? Gently, gentle. Yeah. Gentle, be gentle with, the with the microphone. Gentle. All the sounds are picked up. Just, it's a very delicate. Uh, Do it's, you have take a the... color preference to your probe? You like being gentle. There we oh. go. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, that's Black audio nightmare. Uh, well, I I prefer the uh, surgical steel. You're awfully judgmental. Any no. lube with that? Mm, no, I don't think so. I think you know you can just. Typically, the the beef is, you know, nice and moist on its own. So you can just kind of stick the probe right in there, and then you can get your proper internal temperatures. All right, what else do you think? <laughs> what what other questions next? do you guys have for me? I don't know. I feel like when you rub your meat, what is your favorite rubbing? Technique. You can do you have a good technique come, for rubbing. Come to the microphone a little he bit. He wants you to come, come to the microphone. Oh, oh, you, holy Ooh, moly. Be delicate with it? No. Oh, sorry. That was <laughs> licking. Um, we would like to know your rubbing technique. Technique. When, when you, you rub your, your meat, meat, how do you rub it? Well, now there's a bunch of different... And how come uh, you won't ever let us watch you rub your meat? Or help. Yeah, I'm more questioning the helping of rubbing of the meat. I've seen it. I was never invited to help rub. And you rubbed with my brother. Huh. That's true. He did rub Jeff. Wow, that's weird to talk about on the air. Well, you know, when you're rubbing uh, butts, you know, sometime when you have a multiple butt rub going on, it's something that you need to have another man there for to kind of cut the fat out of your butt. Cut the fat out of your butt. Cut the fat out of your butt. And, um, you know, kind of uh, help you spread the rub around in those, you know, crevices of the butt. But, you know, I mean, I I don't know if I've gotten a request from you guys to, you know, help me rub butts or breasts or thighs or beef. Amy and I have both offered to rub butts with you, and you have never really responded to that at all. Mm -hmm. Mm. Uh, I'm feeling a little upset. I mean, you've rubbed butts with another man he doesn't even let me do it and your wife said it was okay to rub butts with amy and i and you would prefer rubbing with jeff well i don't i don't necessarily uh, i don't recall that Hmm. you're lying 
Uh, I don't know if I'm lying. You sure? I might be squirming, per se. A little bit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, when we're talking about uh, uh, butt rubbing, mm-hmm. uh, I always love a nice coat of Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire? Can Some, you spell that? No. Some people like uh, yellow mustard as an adherent. Uh, some people like olive oil. But I like a Worcestershire sauce and then a nice application of rub because, you know, when you're rubbing that on after the Worcestershire sauce, the rub gets all nice and pasty. Oh, mm. thick, moist. Thick, thick and, and moist. moist, yeah. Okay. And uh, it, it does allow you Succulent. it does allow you to uh, get a nice bark on your butt. Okay. I do uh, like a nice bark on my butt. I like a barked butt. Do you? Yeah. Do you? All right, here we go. Quick question. We'll go down the line. Awesome. Becky, do you like a nice barked butt? No. Whoa. No. Okay. Question number two. Uh, person number two. Uh, Becca, do you love a nice barked butt? I love Of course. And number three, we go to Amy Levon. Do you like a nice barked butt? Yes. Yes. I don't want to be on camera. That was funny. And person number four, Lindsay Wills, married to Dudley. Do you like a nice barked butt? Sure, why not? Okay. Again, there's a microphone. Please. We still have our bras on this late at night. I'm sorry? So you're lucky. Listen. We still have our bras on this late at night. I know. Ladies in the audience, can you relate? Can you relate, audience? It's not really a bra. You know what? Usually it's after dinner pants and braless at this point at night. You you look fabulous right now. No idea what I'm looking at, Kath. Yeah. Oh, you're blue. Wow, look at this. Wow, a couple blue, yellow, purple. Wow, guys, a lot of bras going on right here. Whoa, watch out! Am I sweating from my brow? No, not on camera. I'm not allowed. Greg. Yeah. What does SPC mean? Sports something or other. Sports. Sports. Can't say it on the air. <laughs> Can't say that one. I thought it was the internet. Hold on, watch out! Watch out! I was trying out. to see what he would say. Did anybody want to call in and ask us questions? Oh yeah, do we have any callers? So here's the deal: if you want to call in and talk to the lady crew, eight seven seven four four eight zero four three three. Lind. Eight seven seven four four eight zero four three three. Or you can email Greg at the BBQ Central Show dot com. <laughs> Uh, Patrick Paquette saying you could raise money if you had a uh, camera on the girls. That's a good well, point. That's a good the girls, point. The girls the have yeah. no interest in helping raise awareness about cancer. You're full <gasps> of shit. And that's why they choose to remain off camera. I, on the other hand, am willing to dye my hair and look like a tool. I do believe like Councilman Ed Levon said he, too, would dye his hair. If did you he? did get five thousand dollars, wait. So. If he's going to dye his hair blonde, e-bear, er, blonder, blonder, oh, blonder. I was going to say he's he got blonde hair. It. You do have the couch what? ready. He he's going to. He's going to. Uh, he says he's dyeing his hair in his goatee blonde. I would dye mine hot pink. If I raise five thousand dollars, I'll go hot pink again. What do you raise? The whole for? head hot pink. Answer. Oh, dude, totally whole head hot. Pink. Has, whole head hot pink. Has to be on break from school, but yeah, I'll do it. All right. I will go whole head hot well, pink. now we've got n- a number of people saying they're going to uh, dye their hair hot pink if Maybe we get we'll five thousand dollars. Here's the deal. Uh, Greg at the BBQ Central Show dot com is the PayPal address if you want to send donations to the Cancer Sucks or the Drive for five thousand dollars that we have going on right now. 
and uh, women will uh, dye their hairs different colors. What hairs? <laughs> dry the dye dye the hair on their head different colors. Perfect. Uh-huh. And potentially show bras later on. Maybe. Yeah. Totally. Guys, is it working? Absolutely. My my email isn't blowing up. 877-448-0433. 877-448-0433 if you want to um, get on the air and ask some questions. So some ladies, maybe uh, guys, maybe you're wondering, what should I get my wife for Christmas? Uh, gift ideas. Or you've done Christmas. something uh, completely terrible and your wife has kicked you into a the proverbial doghouse and there is absolutely zero sex potential. Yes, please. What should we have them get their wives? Perfect coach. gift. Coach. You coach. can never go wrong with a lovely Victoria coach Secret. purse. I was going to say Victoria's Victoria Secret, Secret sure. bra. Pink. Yeah. The showstopper is a good bra. Greg, do you like the showstoppers? Yes, I like any What's bra. What's the one that doesn't make your boobs hot? As long hot. as it comes That's off quickly. That's the showstopper. Showstopper doesn't, showstopper make, your doesn't make your boobs yeah. hot. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I've, I've offered Patrick Ebear to take him shopping. I don't have big boobs, so I don't have that issue. They have. Ah, oh, they make your boobs big. Oh, they right. Make your boobs they do. Big. Greg, Greg do can think attest my to that. Boobs would be big if I wore it. Uh, I mean, I don't think they make oh, your sorry. boobs bigger. They make them prettier. Right. They, look they prettier? make them look pretty. They make them look nice. Make nice them, cleavage. They make us feel pretty. I don't know. I'm not a guy that's you know overly needy of like huge boobs. You are. Yeah. You, you are a butt man. Like, I think we've determined you're a butt boobs. man with other men, though. Are you a butt man? <laughs> yes, with that other is men. Good point. It's true. It's true. Everybody likes the butts this. of men and the legs like the of butts women. Of men. Legs of women. Legs of women. Legs of women. Butts of men. Boobs really have nothing to do with boobs. Don't matter to you. Poor Bobby's probably in her Right. Head. What the hell is going on? Bobby's well, probably listening. That's true. On her iPad? All right. Uh, well, I mean, evidently every male in the audience has all of their bases covered. How many males are in the audience? At least uh, 57 currently. Hmm. Uh, nobody's calling in? No. They don't call in. No. People don't call in. It's slightly intimidating. They, yeah, I mean, We are know, intimidating look, women. Well, we can oh, be. It's true. What is wrong with you? Nothing but my... Mm-hmm. Playing around with my uh, screen popper because um, you took it from us. So I know. I don't know what else. What's a what's your favorite cut of meat? Like you mean pork or beef or what? Well, and you gen- yeah. a, uh, clearly you're. Greg, when's you're, the next you, time you're making us some ass? That's all I want to know. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know if I have a date on that. He's, Do I eight seven seven four four eight zero four three three is the number to call in. Uh, eight seven seven four four eight. Somebody. Patrick wants to talk to us. Yeah. Who's Patrick? I don't know. Patrick. We want to talk to you, Patrick. He's a long time listener, first time caller. Per- Come on, Patrick. He, he would, Perfect. He would Whiskey be. Whiskey Bet uh, wants to call in too. He could potentially be a, 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 a FTLT. What's that mean? First time, long time. Oh, he will be after first we are on. Love you, long time. All right, Patrick. Uh, what do you want to tell us, Patrick? Seven we eight one. You. you are on the air. Go ahead. Hello, hear. Greg. It's Patrick. Patrick! Woo! All right, Patrick, you are on with the ladies. Uh, you're obviously not going to want to talk to me. Um, obviously. I, I, want, obviously. I would like to interview your lovely wife. I'm sorry. <gasps> interview I'm sorry. the lovely wife. Hold on one second. Oh, okay. Go, What's up? Go ahead. There are many questions that we have, but the first one is... Who's we? What? What? We, meaning the centralites. Okay. The nation that puts our Tuesday night aside to watch your husband on the internet because we have nothing else to do. Patrick, don't, uh, don't demean yourself. There's nothing wrong with what What's you're doing. What's the question, Patrick? Go ahead. 
I have a list, but the first question is, what does Greg wear around the house, especially at night? After dinner pants. After dinner pants. Yeah, totally. Patrick, do you know what after dinner pants are? <laughs> I do not. Could, could she explain it? Your after dinner pants. Zumbas. Um, Zumbas. Mm-hmm. Anything with an elastic band. He's mm-hmm. often shirtless. Yeah. Big muscles. <laughs> I, was hoping, I, was, I was hoping we were going to get something better. So I have another question. No, no, really. What is, <coughs> okay, what's the next question? Okay. What is the most embarrassing, quirky thing that... Greg does when nobody's watching. Embarrassing when Greg's embarrassing. A- embarrassing, quirky thing that I do when nobody's watching. Don't talk about picking my nose either. I'm not going to hear about it. Wow. There's there's so many to choose from. Yeah, I would. Yeah, you really aren't shy. But you don't. He doesn't not do anything. I am flattered that We've Patrick all... wanted to know what kind of pants I'm wearing around the house. Well, when you're wearing pants, you, they're after dinner pants. <laughs> Yes. Oftentimes, you're not wearing anything. <laughs> well, now, okay. He said after. Yeah. All right, answer okay, his other so question. I, I so try. Really, he's not shy. Question. He doesn't really care what anybody thinks. Right. Okay, what's another question? Burning question you have about? Yeah. Greg. Uh, any other has, question? Has, has, has Greg ever demonstrated to the crew of ladies um, the definition of what we call the hot? Beef injection. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go. It's all four of us. Patrick, Numerous times. Beat it. You're a pearl. With, with, with his long injector. <laughs> long injector. Yeah. We call it a probe. <laughs> his succulent probe. Yes. Makes, makes things moist. moist. Succulent probe. Yeah. All right. Cool. What other words make Greg squirm? Like Camel toe. <laughs> you know, I know what? I got one word for you, Greg. That's true. Salsalito. <laughs> Freaking Salsalito. Yeah, nobody knows what that means. All right, right. where's our next we caller? Do, but we do. Next uh, caller. Uh, next caller can call in if you're uh, so inclined. We got uh, about four minutes left before we. No, no, no. Why, did, why are you ignoring? Well, whiskey? I can. I can. Uh, Chad, call in now. I can only ask. Chad. I can only have one caller on at a time. Whiskey, Chad. I'm not going to have um, callers competing over one another. Eight seven seven four four eight zero four three three. Greg at the BBQ Central Show dot com. Savvy G. If you want to jump in, Savvy G. Not calling in. Not calling in. Not calling in. How much money have you raised already? Uh, Almost $2,500. Awesome. Halfway there. there. Come on, guys. Let's get it. Are you having a show show again? Uh, I don't know if anybody looked at uh, what I would look like if I got Um, my Guy Fieri. I did. That's why Greg's going to be on the couch. Stephen DeFranco (laughs) had his uh, web guy. Yeah, but it's kind of fat. The blonde makes you look heavy. No, my face ends here. Guy Fieri's fat face is right uh, there. Uh, roger that. Yeah, roger that. Come on. 877 uh, Greg at com. if you want to jump in. Come on, Chad, where are you? Okay, first of all, Patrick, I couldn't make anything up. I can read. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't make something up. All right, hold on. Here we go. We got another caller coming in. Uh oh. Here we go. Uh, area coming code, in hot. Area code 863. Name and where you're calling from. Sweaty balls. I think you know it. You know it is. It is uh, Chad Ward. Chad Chadley Von Ward of Whiskey Bend Barbecue, host of Whiskey Bend Barbecue in the Pit. Uh, go ahead, Chad, with any questions that you have for the uh, gaggle of ladies that I have. Or as I like to refer to them, I like to refer to them as the bevy of bitches. Yes. 
<laughs> I like it. Go I ahead, like Chad. It. Go ahead. The uh, the first question is for your lovely wife, Becky. Yeah. All right. How do you put up with this guy's barbecue craziness? I mean, he he, you know, he started this thing four years ago. You had to think he was insane. Yes. What what <laughs> what, what did you think about it? What do you, so what do you think about it? This, um, this is a burning question the Centralites want to know. It, what do you think about this? What do, what do I think about you talking to the microphone for two hours every Tuesday? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you know what? I, I, in all honesty, I, I rarely listen. Um, but, <laughs> but, but, um, he, um, we eat well. In the house. All right, there you go. You cook. He's a very good cook. Well, hey, that one. I'll tell you what. I'm going to throw, but I'm, I'm going to I'm going to give you a softball here, Becky. Okay. Okay. One to ten. How good of a lover is Greg? Oh. Oh. Wait, wait. Drum roll. You know what? Drum zero oh, to oh, ten. Just... No, 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 no. Zero to ten. Pain skills with patience. They always say like eleven or twelve. Yeah. And I hate that. Okay. So I'm going to go. Thank God. Oh my God. And that's true. Patrick Paquette says porn that's star true. is 10. Guess what? Porn star. True. Porn star. My husband's met oh. porn stars. Right. He has? He does. Are you sure he's not What's a porn our star? Adult field trip? Okay. Greg, Greg knows somebody who works at Adult Mart. Chad, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, they forgot you were on the line. Uh, any more questions, Chad, before I let you go? Well, Chad, wait a minute. There's a number wait. Of, there's a, wait, Chad. The, 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 the what, last what, question what, is, you've what, got, what, three ladies there, Greg? Four, 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 four ladies. Can I, four ladies. Yeah. And I'm going to do a walk-off. All, all above age, right? Uh, all uh, currently, yes. All above what? Currently above I need age. The, I, mean, above I, need, age I, need, yes. I need the largest cup size walk-off. Cup size. Largest okay, cup uh, size. Becky, yeah, what's your cup yeah, size? Why don't you tell me? You've been messing with them for I don't 18 know. years. I don't know. C cup? Yeah. C cup. Uh, Linz, cup size. High B. High B. Aim, cup size. Low B. Low B. <laughs> High B, low B. I don't even know what that means. Uh, Becca, cup size. This is it. D cup, baby. What? They are getting the D cup. They are spectacular. They are awesome. They, they are really spectacular. Are. They are. Uh, wait, is he still on the line? He's off. Ch- uh, I wanted to know what kind of lover he was. Oh, and how big a schlong was. Well, there might be room for improvement. I think it was lover. I think oh, it was lover. I love her, but schlong. All right, gang, there you go. It was the uh, ladies visiting. Maybe next time I can talk him into actually being on camera, because that would actually be almost we'll ten times time. more fun. Why? Next time Why? we'll do it on camera. People want to see. Are we hot? Uh, the hot yeah, people want to see hot chicks. You're with us? Let me see if I can get. See, I mean, I don't even have anything here. It's just a bunch of backs. All right, uh, let me go back to the first hour and thank Bubba Latimer for joining me here on the show. I also want to thank Scott Nelson from Pigskin Barbecue. I also want to thank Joe Beelan from Tippy Canoe. I also want to thank Ryan Newstrom from Big T's Q Crew for joining me, breaking down King of the Smokers, which will be coming up this weekend. Good luck to those three guys. Remember, I get dibs on the winner next Tuesday. Also, huge special thanks to Becky Rempe, Becca Spagerko, Amy Levon, and Lindsay Wills for joining me last segment. If you cook on raw cast iron, do me a favor. As it starts to cool down, scrape it off, pour a little uh, Crisco or Pam on that, let it bake back in, and keep that 
raw cast iron rust free. We don't want rust, right? No rust. Absolutely no rust. Also, September 11, 2001, I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.